It's so great to have you join for Central Moments again today. Uh, as we are here in the middle of Genesis in our journey through the Bible, uh, we, we're being confronted with the reality of God's plan, and yet that tendency we have to take things into our own hands when it comes to the unfolding of God's plan in our lives. Jacob and Esau, we saw yesterday, were born to, uh, to Isaac and Rebekah. Isaac was Abraham's and Sarah's son. And uh, they have this miracle child later in their lives. Uh, in fact, two children, Esau and Jacob. Jacob comes out second, so he's technically the second born. But God's promise to Rebekah was that the younger would rule over the older. That was very culturally inappropriate. Now we fast forward in Genesis 27 to the end of Isaac's life. And verse 1 says, When Isaac was old and his eyes were weak so that he could no longer see. So Isaac is now blind in his old age. He called for Esau, his older son. And, and we're told that Jacob, I mean, Isaac really favored Esau over Jacob, whereas Rebekah favored Jacob over Esau. And, and he called Esau's older son and said to him, My son, and, and Esau answered, Here I am. And Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. So, so now get your equ equipment, that's his hunting equipment, your quiver and bowl, and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me and prepare for me the kind of tasty food that I like and bring it to, my, to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. This is almost like a covenantal ceremony where there's all, often a meal associated with it. He said, I'm gonna, we're going to have a celebration. I'm, you're going to hunt my favorite food for me. We're going to eat it, and I'm going to put my blessing upon you, the firstborn. Um, however, Rebecca had been told by the Lord, when she felt these twins jostling in her womb uh, before they were born, that, that the younger would serve the older. And she was partial towards Jacob, the younger, anyway. And so Rebecca falls into this classic temptation that we've been talking about. And, and because, because there's not culturally a way to make the younger rule over the older, the oldest, the eldest, was all, the firstborn always had the privileges, and he was about to get the blessing now from Isaac, Re Rebecca decides to resort to personal manipulation. She takes things into her own hands and in verse 8, she says to Jacob, Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your brother, for your father, just the way he likes it. So his brother's out hunting. Meanwhile, she's going to take two goats from the, from the flock. They're going to prepare it. They know exactly how, how Isaac likes it cooked. And, and then take it to your father to eat. He's blind. He won't see you. We're going to put some hair on your hands so you sort of feel like Esau. And, and, and you're going to get his blessing uh, before he dies instead of your brother. Have you ever had a time when you were young where you didn't trust your parents? I remember that. You know, we go through these stages where we think we know it all and our parents know nothing, right? And, and, and that can feel so real to us. They say a child learns the most in their life between five years old and 17 years old. At five years old, they have all the questions. And at 17 years old, they have all the answers. And yet we're so deceived. You know, we do that with our Heavenly Father. We think, God, we don't think you know what you're doing. We don't trust what you're doing. And we can't humanly see how your plan and prom promise will be unfolded. And so... 
And so we're going to take matters into our own hands. Some of us are what Paul calls striving in the flesh. We, we know God's promise. We know what he requires of us. But we're just, we, we get beyond walking in the strength of the Holy Spirit and just surrendered to God's way and to the possibility of miraculous intervention. Our faith grows weak at that level. But we do believe. We feel destiny in our lives. We feel God's promise. So we take things into our own hands. We start striving in the flesh. In fact, as, as I continue to grow, even as a pastor, you know, I find that I just want to, like I still work hard on the outside. I sometimes put in very long days, like today will be. But, but I don't want to work as hard on the inside. I used to, I used to work hard on the outside and work hard on the inside too. You know, just trying to push things, just trying to make things happen. And you get into the flesh, you get striving, you get beyond the strength of God's spirit and you start doing things God's way. So I want to pray for you that way. Our Father, we thank you that, that your plans uh, done your way will never lack your provision and your power. And my God, I pray you forgive us for doubting you like, like we as kids always did with our parents. Forgive us for, for not believing that you know best. You know what we, what we don't know. You see the big picture and you're able to do what we cannot do. So Lord, where some of us are just worn out, striving to serve you, striving to make your plan work in our lives. I pray you'll help us just to relax today. I pray you'll help us, rather than try to be more committed, just surrender ourselves to you and just let you get back in the driver's seat of our lives. And we thank you for what can happen when you take over. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.